1: Welcome back, everybody. So as we do, not every podcast, but let's say about 50% of the time, we ask for your questions. We just want to make sure that we're engaging with our listeners. We're engaging with those of people who follow us on social media. So thank you for sending some of them over. So Sal, I feel like it's time. You want to answer a couple questions? Let's do it, man. I'm excited for this. We had some
2: really good questions come in for this one.
1: Yeah, we did. So I think I'm actually going to start a little shout out to our guy, Maniac, over at Trainwreck Sports. <laughs> this, is a bet- this is a betting question. Okay. And- These always are interesting to me. So Sal, the question is what's better gambling value. The bills to win the super bowl at plus 600 or James cook offensive rookie of the year at plus 1500. And I actually, I have an answer kind of, but um, you can start with it.
3: Mm.
2: So
1: the odds, once again,
2: the value, the value does matter, right? Cook at plus 1500 is twice the double it's double the amount, but I just don't know the path of him to getting offensive rookie of the year. I think the Bills, they are the favorite, right? I mean, it's almost like you're betting the betting line favorite and getting a plus six plus 600 value. I'm going to say the Bills here, believe it or not. Even though the value for Cook seems like it is double the amount, more than that, I just think that it's so much harder for him to do that compared to the Bills winning the Super Bowl.
1: I think it depends on how much money you're going to spend. So, you know, money is different for everybody. If you're looking to throw a couple bucks on something that probably isn't going to happen, but is going to have a big payoff, that's when I think the value is better for James Cook. If you're like, oh, I don't care about this $10, I'm just going to throw it out there on James Cook. Those are like, I like those odds. And then if he ultimately wins, it's like, okay, wow, you got a nice little payday out of that that you weren't expecting. I think if you're going to put a substantial amount of money on the bet and that's different for everybody, then I think you do the bills to win the Super Bowl at plus 600, because I know the odds aren't as good, but I just can't see somebody putting more than, I don't know. Even 10 or 20 bucks on the James Cook bet, but I can absolutely see people spending a lot of money on the Bills to win the Super Bowl because they are the favorites, and because even though it's really hard to do, plus 600 is still pretty good odds for a team that a lot of us think can ultimately do it.
2: Yeah, actually, we have Joe Ostrowski on our um, WGR station, uh, on our um, show for the Bulldog show on WGR in Buffalo, and he's at QL, and he made a point last week that said no matter where the number goes, they just can't, they can't stop people from betting the Bills. He said, Matt, no matter what they do to the number, the, the, the bets keep coming in on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter almost a little concerning
1: right <laughs> i know like, i agree a little concerning quite honestly no no um, doubt about that yeah for sure I, that's i'm always thinking about like vegas i'm like yeah, uh, they, they, they always make money win. for a reason exactly all right the next question comes from nick whose twitter handle is jay allen is my dad so <laughs> I, I don't think he be a dolphins is... fan yeah right no, that's why nick because get uh, it uh, that, that was That was good. All right. So his question is, do you guys still believe that case Keenum is the number two going forward or did Barkley make that decision a lot harder? And I absolutely think to the second part of the question that he made it a lot harder, but I also still think that case Keenum is the number two quarterback on this team.
2: I don't think anything changed after Saturday. Give me another game like that next week. If Case Keenum especially has a full offensive line, or at least a lot more of those guys available, and he has the same stat line, he struggles, I think it's very, very tough to judge Case Keenum on the offensive line he was working with. He had he had Luke Tenuta, Bobby Hart, and Cody Ford starting. Greg, like Matt, they were down to their fourth center, essentially, snapping to him, because Morris was out, Bates was out, Manns was out. Greg Van Roten was snapping. I just think it was unfair to him against a starting defense for the. That's what I mean. So I I mean, yeah, I don't think I I don't think that I don't think the decision is any harder today than it was yesterday. I don't think it's any harder than it was before, but I do think if you give me another game like that,
1: I'm going to revisit this. I agree. I think that when you look at what Case Keenum is meant to do, he is meant to tread water. In case of emergency with Josh Allen gone, but if Josh Allen is gone, he would still be going with the compliment of Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, the starting offensive line and the actual tight end Dawson Knox and the running backs. He was doing none of that. I mean, he, his starting group, I think it was, it was definitely Shakir. It was OJ Howard. It was Zach Moss. Was it Hodgins and Crowder? The starters. Or no, it was Coomer, it was Kumaro
2: and Crowder. I can tell you who started on offense right now. The starting <laughs> offense for the Buffalo Bills on Saturday against the Colts was uh Keenan like Keenum, like you said at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Kumaro, Crowder, Shakir, yep. Moss in the backfield, and then it's Doyle Hart, Van Roten, Ford,
1: and Tenuta and OJ Howard. Is it concerning what he did? Yes, but replace all of those guys that Sal just said with Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, I'm sorry, Gabe Davis, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, and Devin Singletary. And I think we're probably having a different conversation about how he performed and how the team performed.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. You brought up Taiwan Jones earlier about, you know, what they feel about him and Bill, mm-hmm. uh, M- M- B Mill, excuse me, B Mill asks a question. It says, likelihood of one of the depth DBs beating out Taiwan Jones for a gunner role. I feel like this would allow more game day versatility with three capable running backs and an additional DB. Now I agree that would allow more versatility. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Like Taiwan Jones is beloved by the Buffalo Bills coaching staff for what he does on special teams.
1: Yeah, Taiwan Jones is one of those guys that probably, well, he doesn't get a ton of, you know, FaceTime. He doesn't get a ton of love because you don't really notice him. But that means that he's really good at his job, at least in the special teams aspect of it. I don't want to say that he is like an absolute firm lock, but there's like a 95% shot that that guy's making the team. And I think it speaks volumes to the fact that he wasn't even out on the field on Saturday. That, for to me, honestly, and I, this is an oversimplification of things, but if you didn't play but you were healthy on Saturday. I am basically penciling you in to make the team, the 53 man roster.
2: I like that. I think it's a good way to look at it. What do you think about Saturday? Like uh, now that you've seen this past Saturday, we go to next week. They play the Broncos kids day, by the way, everybody at home at 1 PM, where are your eyes going? What are you watching? First and foremost,
1: Broncos country. Let's ride. Um, What am I thinking? I am thinking that you shouldn't even let the starters sniff the field. Once again, I want to see basically the same group of people that we saw in the last game. I would say maybe, maybe, give a little bit of a longer leash to like Elam, Benford, Bernard, those guys who you want to see something out of, I would say maybe Isaiah Hodgins is with the air for air quote, first team offense, as opposed to the more depth guys to see how he can perform against maybe some more capable people on the other side of the field. Um, I, I just think it's the same thing. It's just like, making sure that nobody gets hurt is the number one priority in every preseason game. To me, I don't care that it's at home and I'm sorry. I I don't care that it's kids day. I don't think anybody who you would be upset about losing for a long period of time should be on the field. And that's my, that's my philosophy for the entire preseason. I don't care if it's the first game, the second game or the third game. I don't think starters should play at all.
2: I pretty much share that. Um, Zach Wilson, look what happened, you know, non-contact in in, in New York. And luckily they're avoiding serious injury there. We've seen these things happen. Yeah. I I pretty much share that philosophy as far as the people who are, are are on the field. I'll go back to case Keenum. I want to see a little more from him, Matt. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, am not worried about him, but you know, give me a little bit more that he can work with. I want to see what he does. And I'm going to go right back to the Hodgins Kumaro thing. I want to see him back it up. I want to see Isaiah Hodgins do this once again. If, if uh, he can get out there. I also hope James Cook gets a few carries. I know what you're saying, but the injury thing, but, I didn't really get a chance to see him. So I kind of want to see James cook a little bit.
1: Yeah. He only had three carries and (laughs) it was for five yards. So that to me was not concerning, but it was like, man, I do want to see what this guy can do. And then he had one catch for five yards. So I understand that he's going to be dealing with a target share the entire season, but rookies, I feel like are the exception to the rule. Like starters don't play. I just, I hammer that down. But if you're a rookie, I think you should have to, and you should get those reps in because you don't know what to expect. So I want to see more from him. And same thing, I want to see more bombs from Ariza, honestly. (laughs) I like it. I no doubt about it. All right, folks, listen up. You gotta
2: subscribe and download this podcast. Subscribe to it. We always want you to download and listen, but please subscribe because then you will never miss an episode. Matt and I are gonna be here a couple times a week. We're going through the regular season. We're doing reviews, we're doing previews, we'll have interviews. We got you covered here. It's always game day in Buffalo, and we got a lot of exciting things planned for you. So you find it wherever you pod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, the Odyssey app give us a five-star rating. We'd love that. Give us a nice review. And then right away, Matt, you know, we're seeing a lot more new listeners come in. It's bill season now. We're going to get a lot more of them. And we welcome everybody who's coming aboard to say hi to us.
1: Absolutely. We appreciate that. And it's really, really cool just to kind of see the engagement that is building and the more and more people that are coming up to us and talking about the podcast. And we love that. And we hope that continues to grow because when we started the podcast, we what did we start it in? Like June, I think? Yeah, maybe the end of June. June? Like, there's not a whole lot of football happening in June. No. Now there's a lot of things happening. So definitely check it out. If you haven't been doing it on a regular basis, maybe you can fit us into your ride to work or your cutting of the lawn or your walking the dog or whatever. You, whenever you listen to your podcast.
2: It always fits right in. It's an hour or less, just like this episode. So thanks a lot for joining us. He's Matt Bove. I'm Sal Capaccio. To the next time, and it's always game day in Buffalo.
3: Okay, picture this.